Support for this podcast and the following message come from Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Jack Daniels is the oldest, mellowest, whiskiest whiskey, and every drop is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, turning nights into stories since 1866. Please drink responsibly. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. It is New Music Friday, just the happiest day of the week when a whole bunch of great new albums come out. And on this episode, we're looking at the essential releases for September 21st. It's another busy week for new music, so let's get right to the band Metric. Their new album is called Art of Doubt. Metric is the band. Their new album is Art of Doubt, and this song's Die Happy. And Stephen Thompson of NPR Music here for this one. Yeah, this is uh, Metric's 20th anniversary, and Metric has spent its entire career, and, and singer Emily Haynes has spent her entire career constantly changing it up, always sounding like herself, always sounding like themselves, but approaching that sound from a number of different angles. Emily Haynes, as you know, Robin, uh, made these solo records that are devastatingly sad and beautiful, yeah. but Metric's sound is fizzier and brighter. Yeah. But at the same time, if you listen closely to the lyrics, I mean, in that song we just heard, you know, she's singing, you know, is this dystopia? There's this mixture of like an upbeat sound and this constant thrum of melancholy underneath that brightness. Their previous album was kind of a dance pop record. And this one, you can still hear some of that danceable quality to it, but there's a spikier kind of just rock and roll sound. Guitars kind of come raging back on this record. I agree. And we've had so much melancholy music that reflects the unease that a lot Mm -hmm. of people have been feeling. And uh, I like how they come out swinging with this one. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, like Emily Haynes knows how to do unease. The band is metric and that record is Art of Doubt. Stephen, let's stay with you for one more record. This is from the band Mountain Man and their new album is called Magic Ship. At your autumn honeydew, feel the light, the light feels you. Pearly drop on petals brim, oh to feel young again. Artemisia in the morning, silver green on bloom adorning, held within each sagey world, a diamond dewdrop glowing born. Oh, hail, feel the burning deepest, brightest, fervent, yearning candle flame, afraid to show, shielding it nobody knows. Still the salvia blooms they blow, tender furry buffaloed by honeybees and bumble friends, do they know the fall draws to an end? Fall, fall, blue sky round came from the garden soil that bounds my soul. It sings, oh, praise the day my struggling heart might find a way. Spiders and the webs they weave out of sight among the eaves of the house we live in. Solid made the holds the lives we choose to lead. 
Choose to lead, oh choose to lead, I've chosen life, I choose to lead, but what, but how, but why, but where, reaching out I find the air. Mountain Man is the band, their new album is called Magic Ship. Uh, I think this is just a stunning record. Yeah, boy, I did not necessarily think that we were going to get another Mountain Man record, right? right? Like, yeah. they, they kind of emerged in the public consciousness in 2010 uh, with an album called Made the Harbor, and that record kind of ran its course. Amelia Meath, who's one of the three singers, went on and formed Sylvanesso, right. which, you know, was at the time kind of a side project, and then Sylvanesso just took off. Right. I, and I love Sylvanesso, one right. of my favorite bands. Yeah. But I was like, that's oh, kind of a bummer that this Mountain Man project, uh, the other singers are Alexandra Sauser Monning and uh, Molly Sarlay. You just kind of never really heard about them again. And clearly they're back. And this record still has that same lightness to it, that same sweetness, those beautiful harmonies. But it feels a little bit more lived in. It's all about the harmonies on the on this record. And that acapella song we, we just heard is called AGT. And I found their voices, the way they're recorded so intimately, uh, I found it almost startling. And when you've got voices like this, I just kept thinking, man, you can do anything you want in music. <laughs> you can just get rid of all the instruments and it's just yep. your voice, or you, you can layer it with all these dense orchestrations and those voices will still be the center of it all. Yeah, and if when it's stripped down to just those voices, it's amazing how tightly it pulls you in. The band is Mountain Man. Their new album is Magic Ship. Okay, one more album from you for this week's New Music Friday, Stephen, but let's save it for the second half. First, let's go to the jazz pianist Christian Sands and his new record, Facing Dragons. Pianist is Christian Sands. His new record is Facing Dragons. Uh, the song that we're hearing now is called Fight for Freedom and from WBGO. Uh, NPR music contributor Nate Chenin is here to talk about this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. For people who are new to Christian Sands, tell us who he is and why this is one of the best releases this week. Christian Sands is a pianist who jazz fans have been watching for a long time, actually. He's, he's about to turn 30, but he's been a promising young talent basically since his early teens. Um, he was mentored by Dr. Billy Taylor, a really prominent jazz educator and the, the former uh, jazz head at the Kennedy Center. And he was really kind of uh, touched as like, this is the bright young talent who's going to preserve the tradition and, you know, someone to watch. So what's been interesting is watching him uh, evolve not only into a proficient and assured steward of the jazz tradition, but also someone who's sort of stretching and really expressing a contemporary ideal as well. Yeah, I kept thinking as I was listening to this that he manages so brilliantly to keep his feet planted in both the past and the future. Absolutely, yeah. You know, his first album was released last year, and it was titled Reach, 
And I think that was a, a real sort of declaration in that one word. And this one does much the same thing, but without such a burden of agenda. You know, it's, it's right. like he doesn't really he doesn't really need to make that point anymore. You know, the, the whole album is anchored in his trio, his working trio with Yasushi Nakamura on bass and Jerome Jennings on drums. And they play, it's a sort of hard boppish groove that that you'd maybe would make you think of Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers and, you know, other really soulful, hard hitting jazz groups from, let's say, the early 60s or roughly that period. But it really doesn't feel like music that was trapped in amber or, or sprung out of a time capsule. You know, it feels it feels pretty convincingly now. And that musician is Christian Sands, the jazz pianist Christian Sands. His new record is Facing Dragons. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Robin. From Christian Sands, let's go to the Atlanta rapper known as Father and his new album, Awful Swim. Yeah. Fast, fast, throw deep, hair swing, Maybelline, loaf off of me, she a fan, Megas, Maybelline. Fast, fast, throw deep, hair swing, Maybelline, niggas get to the back, yeah. Hey, throw it back, slow down, muddy, muddy on Sprite, yeah. Slow down, extra, Corona, extra, see so stressful. A goo and a goblin, keep on robbing, though I'm popping. They try to lock me, but I just keep on changing topics. Look the show. Pulled up, took your hoes, whoa, sassy thought On my hood top like she mad, mad, hood dope Shawty tweaking, must be bad, bad Fucked up, PayPal, fucking her cash ass The rapper is Father, the album is Awful Swim And this cut is called Throw It And NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael back for this one Yeah, well this is Father's fourth project And he's becoming something of a seasoned oddity There's a certain amount of irony you hear in Father's music. And I mean, even down to the independent label and collective that he started is called Awful Records, which, you know, I think says a lot. There is so much amazing music and incredible artists coming out of Atlanta. Where does he fit into the to that bigger picture? He's like one of these artists who really kind of helped launch the rap SoundCloud era with his first project, which was called Young Hot Ebony. But if you think of trap rap specifically being infatuated with drug culture and money and sex, you can kind of think of Father as being more inspired by like video games and anime and still sex. You know, I think if you try to take him too seriously or, or too literally, you end up missing kind of the core of of what he's trying to do, which, for one thing, it has a lot of humor, a lot of personality. And, you know, and he really represents a slice of Atlanta culturally and artistically that that I think doesn't get paid enough attention to. Father is the rapper from Atlanta. His new record is Awful Swim. Thanks, Rodney. Thank you, Robin. We still have a handful of albums we want to talk about for this week's New Music Friday, but we need to take a short break, uh, and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting your short list of qualified candidates fast. With Indeed, post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free when you sign up at Indeed.com slash NPR podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're looking at the best albums out on September 21st. We kick off the second half of the show with a new record from Prince, or rather the Prince Estate. It's called A Piano and a Microphone, 1983. 
cold coffee and cocaine. Exactly. Yes. Kidding now. It is, of course, Prince, and uh, the album is Piano and a Microphone, 1983, and is exactly what the name suggests. It's Prince at the Piano with a Microphone in 1983. Ann Powers, you're actually here in D.C. this week. I am. this one. Anytime a beloved artist who's passed away, anytime music comes out after they've died, I always have this sort of sinking feeling like, oh, God, they're raiding the archives, and it's a money grab. And But this album is genuinely amazing. It is, and it bodes very well for Prince's legacy as the Prince estate is going to share it with us, I think, because Piano and a Microphone 1983 is a very coherent document. It's not just a bunch of slapped-together demos of songs we already know. Right. In this fairly brief span of time, I mean, the record's not very long, it, it really tells a story uh, from the song selections to the way his piano playing is to the way you can follow his thought process as he jumps from one song to another. Yeah, it, all the tracks run together, and it really does feel like a stream of consciousness on his part, like, oh, this, oh that makes me think of this, and I'll play this. And I love hearing him just sort of mess around. Exactly. Um, You know, on Cold Coffee and Cocaine, one of the unreleased tracks, you hear Prince using what he called his Jamie Starr voice, which is sort of, some people call it like his Miles Davis voice. And um, some Prince fans speculate that that's because he intended that song for the time. You know, the group that Morris Day fronted, that Prince masterminded. The Prince Estate is, it's very complicated. It's all very (laughs) unsettled. Uh, But I'm wondering, you know, as a super fan, how you reconcile getting what is, I think this is just a gift of a record, uh, with the fact that we know Prince himself didn't want a lot of this stuff out there. I've thought about this, and I've thought about this with a lot of artists I love who are no longer with us, but my core feeling is that when an artist leaves us in their earthly form, they become part of the DNA of our shared culture, and their work exists for the ages. In this case, it feels like a private moment, but it doesn't feel like a violation. One of the gifts that Prince 
gave us that has changed form after his passing is this ability to immerse in his process. So I think a record like this, which really um, allows us into that process, is, is a very valuable artifact. It's amazing that it's all there in the heart, soul, and mind of, of one man sitting at a piano. Uh, the album is Piano and a Microphone 1983 from Prince. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. From Prince, let's go to the musician Richard Swift and his new solo album, The Hex. artist is Richard Swift. His new album is called The Hex, and uh, this song is called Selfish Math. NPR Music's Lars Gottrich here for this one. Hey, Lars. Hey, Robin. Richard Swift, a much-beloved artist. He, of course, died back in July. He was just 41 years old. Uh, but for people who don't know him, he was the secret weapon to a lot of great bands. Richard Swift was a producer for many of the great indie rock records of the last decade plus. He worked with The Shins, Dan Auerbach, and The Black Keys, Valerie June, Nathaniel Rateliff, Damien Dorado, Sharon Van Etten, like, and I'm barely scratching the right, surface yeah. of what he did. But I first knew him as a solo artist. Back in 2002, he released a 7-inch on this record label I love called Velvet Blue Music, and that was a time when I was just buying everything that I could from this record label, and he just had this sonic vision that I hadn't heard before, this retro-to-the-future sound. He loved everything from, like, doo-wop to Captain Beefheart to Bo Diddley. He loved old sounds, but he wanted to make them feel remarkably current. He suffered from depression and anxiety, and he had a drinking problem that ultimately led to his death. He addresses all of that on this record, and he speaks to the family that he left behind. And kind of like most heartbreakingly, his three children provide backing vocals on a few of these tracks, and two of them happen to be about family members of his that also passed. One song called Wendy was about Richard Swift's mother, and another one is called Sister Song about Richard Swift's sister, and they died like right after each other. And <laughs> it's, it's a lot to take in. He sings quite a bit in the first part of this album about how he's going to hold on and he is he is going to make it through this. But there seems to be this turn at some point in it where he begins to realize that he is nearing the end of his life. So this record closes with a song called September 20. And the family says that this is the final song that he ever wrote. 
he says, the lyrics go, when I go, I, I'll go out alone. Everybody knows I'll be safe in my home. Death do us part, sickness and health. Made a plan, fixing myself, try not to drink from a poison well. Slip away, asleep in my car, all the angels sing, que sera, sera. Death do us part, sickness and health. You have such a unique voice and ear for music, and I already miss him a lot. The record from Richard Swift is called The Hex. Lars, let's do one more album that I know you're loving this week. It's the artist Lonnie Holly, and uh, his new record is called Myth. This is the artist Lonnie Holly. His new record is Myth, and that's spelled M-I-T-H. Full disclosure, I'm new to Lonnie Holly, and I found this album to be a challenging listen at times. But the more I dug into his story and some of what's behind his music, uh, he's really a fascinating guy. His first art is not music. He was kind of discovered in the late 70s, early 80s for being a visual artist, specifically in found art. He would basically find junk and he would make something out of it that was very beautiful. And so his his art comes out of like these very desperate places, but they're often incredibly beautiful. But it wasn't until 2012 that he released his own music and he was 62 years old. The story as it's told, as he tells it, is that he was one of 27 children. <laughs> and he and has it, 15 children himself. And he, yeah, <laughs> and he became a father at 15. He has 15 children of his own. He says he was, at, when he was only four years old, his adopted mother traded him for a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, he's got uh, a wild story. And that he, uh, he was run over by a car and pronounced brain dead, but recovered from that. And now he, here he is, as you said, very late in his life, uh, making music. And those first recordings were just him in like a tape recorder, him just kind of improvising whatever phrases came to mind. And uh, I, I got to see him at a Smithsonian uh, a couple years ago, and I was just levitating afterwards because the way that the cellist who was with him that day, Ben Soli, was oh, yeah. was uh, responding to his words and to his extreme unique piano playing style with such tenderness and dexterity. And on this record in particular, you hear that a lot more because he actually, the backing band is largely made up of jazz improvisers. Um, very cool and, and one that's worth spending a lot of time with. You really need to spend a lot of time with this one, I think, to appreciate everything that's going on in it. Uh, the album is Myth, M-I-T-H, by the artist Lonnie Holly. Thanks, Lars. Thanks, Robin.
We've got one more album to talk about for this week's New Music Friday, but there are a few other notable releases for September 21st that I want to mention. The Lupe Fiasco album, Drogas Wave, originally scheduled for September 28th. It's been pushed up a week and is out today, as is Christine and the Queen's new album, Chris. The Brockhampton album, Iridescence, Brockhampton's Iridescence is out today. It's their first in a new trilogy called The Best Years of Our Lives. The band Mutual Benefit has a new record out today called Thunder Follows the Light. And finally, Liars, the band Liars has a new album called Titles with the Word Fountain. All right, our last album for this week's New Music Friday comes from the band Villagers. It's called The Art of Pretending to Swim. We fall. The band is Villagers. The new album is The Art of Pretending to Swim. Stephen Thompson back for this one. Uh, the song we're listening to is called Again. And this is Connor O'Brien, a singer from Ireland. Yeah, it's really interesting. If you go through the NPR Music Archives, you can find Connor O'Brien's Tiny Desk Concert. And it's just him and an acoustic guitar. And he's got this great voice. And you can tell the song craft is all there. And you're like, wow, this is a really nice singer-songwriter. And the records he's made since have gone down all these side roads and taken all these hairpin turns and you hear the ambition, this kind of sense of wandering without getting lost, right? Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. like this, this adventurousness to his sound where he's always kind of reaching beyond what you think of when you think of a singer-songwriter. And so this record is really one that you can get lost in. His trajectory and the, the trajectory of Villagers, it kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of is the Decemberists? Sure. You know, where he starts, they start off making these sort of gently strummed acoustic guitar folk, <laughs> sure. folk ballads. And then, and then there's like a concept album. Yeah, and then and it's suddenly prog rock, right. essentially, you know. Um, and he does a lot of soul searching on this one, yeah. too. Uh, a lot of Conor O'Brien does trying to figure out who he is and what his place is in the world. There's kind of recurring motifs in a lot of the songs about like reading signs from the universe and, and figuring out what you can and can't control. And so it is kind of a soul searching record to match the adventurism that's in the sound. The band is Villagers, and their new album, I think one of the best they've ever done, is called The Art of Pretending to Swim. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Robin. 
A reminder to tell your friends about the program and follow me on Twitter at N-P-R-O-B-I-N. To see a list of the albums we talked about, check out the podcast description for this episode. You can also go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.